You're listening to the gray area. Welcome to Parenthood. Knock knock. Who's there? <laughs> it's Max. <laughs> That's a phrase you can't say in our house. All right. Well, I guess that joke's ruined. <laughs> Welcome back. Episode six of the gray area. So the funny thing about this episode is that having a podcast was kind of like our New Year's resolution. So we started out super strong, like all New Year's resolutions, and had four episodes in January, one a week. And then we like took a month off and had one in February. And now can you believe that it's April? <laughs> so this is our sixth episode and it's April. So like all resolutions, we went in strong and then lost some of our motivation. I don't know. We ran out of time, but then we came back. So we didn't lose it all the way. So that's the important part. Well, I was saying that as soon as the weather started to get nicer, it was kind of hard to make time to podcast because we would want to be outside or going on a walk or playing with Grayson in the yard. And then we'd get worn out. Yeah, that's true. And then we were just ready for bed. Well, then Teen Mom started back up again. And <laughs> I mean, you got to watch Teen Mom. It's our Mom. guilty pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> so we're back, though. We are back. Episode six. We're excited to, uh, to be back on the air. Yeah, and we just had an important day come up here that we celebrated. Yes, we did. April Fool's Day. April Fool's Day. great day. day. Also, Adam's birthday. That's right. The big 29 now. So I have That's a, a two-niner. <laughs> two-niner. Your last year of your 20s. Can you feel the change? You went from 28 to 29. You know, I feel... The final countdown. I feel hotter. I do. <laughs> I feel like people look at me like, whoa, look He's at that 29. guy. Yeah. Where before, I wasn't quite getting that. Yeah. I've been feeling that since October. Yeah. <laughs> so anyways, thinking back to your birthday, mm -hmm. you just finished up your 28th year of life. I did. A lot happened in your year 28. Mm-hmm. So what would be your best piece of advice after surviving year 28? Go big or go home. Can you explain that a little bit? Take risks. Do what you love. Don't let other people misdirect you. You know what's best in your life. Go after it. You got support people around you that, that are going to be next to you, so don't be afraid to take risks. That's my advice. I did that almost all last year when I was 28. And look at me now. I'm getting called hot as I walk through the aisles at Walmart. Did you actually like hear that, or was that just... Well, when people have their masks on, it's kind of like muzzled, so you can't. it's not clear, but it kind of sounds... Did you say muggled? Muzzled. <laughs> muffled <laughs> yeah <laughs> but it, it's kind of a mix between you're hot and hachu or it's hot in here because yeah. they're wearing a mask 
But either way, I take it as a compliment. And okay. I feel good about myself. Well, whatever floats your boat makes you feel good. So on a different note, we have another celebration coming up very soon. That's correct. Tomorrow is Easter. Yeah. Happy Easter. Happy Easter, everyone. Further down the line in the month of April, we have Gray's second birthday already. Yes, Gray turns the big deuce. <laughs> <laughs> and Kate just lost it. Kate's not good with <laughs> poop jokes. She can't hold it together. You would think being 29, you could like control yourself. No, I just haven't thought of it like that. <laughs> <laughs> now you have. Okay, well. <laughs> I believe what Kate wants to talk about is celebrations with kids. And <laughs> she's, she loves the big deuce comment, though. <laughs> That's a keeper. We might have to make new shirts with the poop emoji. We might on have it. to start this over. For the birthday party. If I win this, nobody will hear this podcast. No. <laughs> We're going. We're live. All right. Well, yeah. So, second birthday coming up. The big two is what other people like to call it. And it made me think about how birthdays are a pretty big deal these days. Parents go pretty much all out for their kids. So I was just wondering, what do you think about kid birthday celebrations? What do you think is the the thing that makes them special? Well, you know, I like to go all out for a lot of things. Just about anything I do. Well, my advice Go big or go home. Go big or go home. So I'm all He doesn't go home. At the same time, he's only two. Yeah, he doesn't remember a lot. So you don't need to go too big. No pun intended. Too big. (laughs) Turn it two. But I think it's still fun to... I mean, the... The party side of it, it's just as um, important for anybody who attends or for us to have a good time as well as Grayson has a good time. So I like that's kind of my thing. I like to be an entertainer and I like to make sure people enjoy themselves. With that being said, what are you thinking for for his birthday? Well, we kind of have opposite views in this area i think it's more important to do smaller things to make them feel special like you don't necessarily have to go all out so obviously getting him a few gifts that we think he would enjoy we're thinking like a scooter or bike this year we can get hours of fun out or out of that and then just i don't know having a special treat he really really loves cookies so if you give him a cookie his day would be made and just doing little things like that that make him feel special i mean the parties are good and all but that's not really like the biggest thing for him that's more for you which is fine too if you want to have a party you go for it but i think sometimes those small things are pretty important 
for celebrating. I would agree. Now, when you were growing up, we put you on the hot seat here. Did you enjoy the small things? Did you have parties? Did you have friends? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had friends. I we didn't really do birthday parties. I had like a couple friends over a couple times, but on our birthdays, we would get like a special treat. My birthday's in October, so my mom always makes pumpkin bars. So that was always my special treat. And then you got to pick like where you got to go out to eat. So that when you're little, picking the place where you go out to eat, like that's a really big deal. And me, I saved my parents money by choosing Subway. <laughs> For just a few bucks, they made my whole year. <laughs> there you go. Subway was. Yep. Solid choice. Well, what else do we got going on here on this podcast? Well, it kind of goes along with the birthday celebration. So we celebrated Easter today with um, my family. And that got me to thinking about, as kids, what were our favorite holiday celebrations? And then what what celebrations will we want to have for Gray or what have we already established for Gray? Like traditions. Yeah, like holiday traditions. Holiday traditions. Well, let's throw this out here because I think we started a new tradition today and I have to give Kate full credit on it. For Easter, we did more of like a brunch theme, but we did a mimosa bar. Very good. Huge hit. If you've never done a mimosa bar, come on over. We did have to go to the store twice for champagne, so ran we could have planned ahead. Ran out of champagne a little better, but a couple of times. But it was great. It was. It was one of those simple things that you you see on Pinterest, and you say, "Hmm, that would be a cool idea." But I think I think that's got to be a new family tradition on Easter is to do the mimosa bar. Now that's a tradition that doesn't really benefit a child, though. Actually, Grayson <laughs> filled up his cup with orange juice. Oh, he did. He and did get orange juice. He was walking around cheersing everybody. He was. So he did enjoy it. That's true. I guess that's yeah. true. He was in. He on felt it. a part of it. He felt like he was. Yeah, which was very cool. So, when you were a kid, though, what was what was a holiday that you really enjoyed celebrating, and what were some traditions? Let's see. Uh, we always did the trick-or-treating. We went to a family friend's house, and we would trick-or-treat. So we lived out in the country. We were in what most people in southeast Iowa would call the boonies, which is <laughs> out in the middle of nowhere, surrounded by cornfield, don't really have a whole lot of neighbors. So when we would go trick-or-treating, we would actually go to a family friend's house that lived in town. And we would trick-or-treat in their neighborhood. But my parents would hang out with the other adults there. And then us kids would walk around the neighborhood and get candy and do all that stuff. So that was kind of a cool thing that we always looked forward to. Just because we knew, like, we get to go into town. You know, we sound, I sound Amish. I'm not, we weren't Amish, but... <laughs> You're just a country boy. We got to go into town to go trick-or-treating. So that was kind of cool. Christmas Eve would always be at my grandma and grandpa's house, and we would get together with the whole family. We would do the whole church thing and then go back to their house and open presents and then 
you know, drive home and look out the car windows to see if we could see Santa flying in the sky as we were driving back to our house. So that was always kind of a neat tradition we did. Obviously, football on Thanksgiving, that's a guy thing, but it's always going to be a part of, of Thanksgiving. So most of our traditions were pretty normal. We didn't have anything unique, I would say. Until now, we have the mimosa bar. (laughs) Very good. But our family also used to, and we still do, we've kind of taken a few years off just because Grayson's been born and, you know, some family members have been moving around and things like that. But we always did a 4th of July vacation. So that's kind of something that hopefully we can start continuing down the road especially as we get back to normalcy from this whole coronavirus pandemic. Um, Because I definitely want Grayson to look forward to the 4th of July every summer because he knows that's when we're going to go to the beach or, you know, somewhere cool and hang out for for the week. So that was probably my favorite tradition we had was our, our vacation every year. What about you? Um... Well, I was thinking today about Easter. When we do did Easter's growing up, we always did an egg hunt, and then one side of the family had a pinata. So Easter was always really cool because you got to do a pinata and then go and do a big egg hunt at the other one. And then Fourth of July was also a favorite. My grandparents lived in a tiny little town, and they had a town celebration. So we would get I don't I think it was like a couple dollars and then you would go down and get to play some games. So obviously for both of us, all of the things that we remember that were important weren't like gigantic things. Family vacation is a little bit more, but like trick or treating that doesn't really cost a lot to do. Oh, I didn't tell you when we would trick or treat, it was a giant neighborhood with mansions and we would all get our own convertible and we would drive around in like convertibles from house to house. Oh yeah. So yeah, it's a little bit bigger than I was making it sound. (laughs) I'm sure it was. April fools. You're a little late on your April fool. Nobody knows when we're recording this. Well, my point is that the things that you do for your kids to make the holidays special don't have to be really giant. If you just start by doing a, a small thing every year, like that becomes your tradition, and that's what's cool. So Gray is coming to the age where he's starting to remember things, I think. Like today we did an egg hunt with his cousins, and he was actually like looking around for the eggs last year he wasn't so now he would remember that next year when we do an egg hunt this is what we do on easter so now we have to start thinking about what are the traditions that we're going to have for each holiday so i was just curious to see what what kinds of things you would want to do our next big holiday oh we don't have a holiday for a long time well we got cinco de mayo oh well yeah (laughs) I mean, for Gray, what's he going to do? <laughs> we got Mother's Day, Father's Day, Max's birthday. Mm-hmm. Fourth of July. Memorial Day. Memorial Day is before Father's Day. You could do a cookout and wear flags. 
like apparel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so not every holiday needs a tradition, but important to start thinking about it to see what we want to do for each holiday. Yeah, just doing family things. And they don't even have to be holiday traditions. Right, we I already mean, have. What do you think are traditions we've started our Man, so last year we kicked off probably the greatest tradition in the history of your side of the family with the Farmerly Olympics. True. Gray was a little small, so he didn't participate. Gray didn't participate, but if that's something that we continue to do every summer, because I think this next summer or this upcoming summer, I think our nephews are old enough where they can have a team. And now that we've done it once, we can kind of, we kind of learn how, what games we can play and how to play them, so that way everybody has a fair. Do you remember who won? Advantage. I'm pretty sure I did. Um, I lost. I actually won. Me and my dad. My partner broke her ankle, so <laughs> I kind of had a like we had a handicap. <laughs> no. Ad was a little competitive, but it was a fun thing And that we literally set up games in, in the yard at the farm and called it the Farmerly Olympics and Ad made a scoreboard. And yeah, those kind of things you look forward to. Some mm. people, she probably does not look forward to it, but. Yeah, it was rough. I apologize for that, Danielle. <laughs> <laughs> She's never going to forgive me, but. Yeah, you're never going to be partners again. Anyways, what other traditions have we have we made? Man, so your family uh, used to do the Moonlight Chase. Yeah, that was fun. Which was a great tradition in Eldridge. A um, town celebration. Grace, but then they moved. Yeah, then they moved. So Grayson never got to be a part of that one. Well, even like in our house, we have traditions. Yeah, like Kate cleans every Thursday. <laughs> I do. I'm a creature of habit, but that's not really a family tradition. That's just Kate's OCD. <laughs> like every weekend, how we make breakfast. That's your we do. tradition we, we, we make have. make breakfast on the weekend. Pizza Friday, we eat some sort of pizza on Fridays. We make pizza. Every, Although that tradition's getting old, so we need to spice that yeah. up a bit. Every summer, we go to the water park. We have a water park here in Cedar Falls called The Falls. Oh, yeah, we go there. And we go there every summer. Yeah, so if you if you just repeat doing something that you enjoy, that makes it a tradition. So I guess we need to start thinking about that, too. Mm-hmm. We get our groceries on Saturdays. That's not like a cool tradition. That That's a habit. No. <laughs> We're creatures of habit. (laughs) Well, anyways, the last thing, did you want to talk about one more thing? Yeah. Today? Yeah, I do. Battle of the Binky. The Battle of the Binky. This is is an interesting topic because Grayson is turning two. At the end of the month. I prefer peace and quiet when possible. So if he's throwing his two-year-old tantrums, which he's been doing lately, I tend to give him a binky but to, you don't, to filter it down. You don't just give it to him after he throws a tantrum. 
Like when he yes. gets in the car, he has a binky waiting in his cup like. holder of his seat and he pops it in and he sucks on the binky the whole drive. In my car, he sits and he talks to me. He doesn't need it. So, so the, the question becomes, the question becomes. Who's right? Who's right? Definitely me. He doesn't, I give it to him at night because he does like to have it at night. But when he is throwing a fit, He's probably partially throwing a fit because he wants, he is, because he says, Binky. But to me, it's like, okay, if he wants it. No, he doesn't have it. get well, everything It's not hurting wants. him. He, you have to teach him he can't always get what he wants. Well, you can't always get what you want either, and you don't want him to have a Binky, so I'm going to give him He's getting rid of it then. soon. I have like 14 hidden. <laughs> I know you do. He's like a squirrel. <laughs> I'm like, where are they? Oh, I think I have five in my car. You know, it, it is an interesting thing because at some point, yeah, he's he's got to grow up and you don't want to have the seven-year-old with a binky at the grocery store. Yeah, that's not going to happen. <laughs> but at the same time, sometimes when you work all day and you come home, you just want peace and quiet. Yeah, and you can have peace and quiet in other ways. It's very difficult. Well... I think two is a pretty good age to start to get rid of that binky or the summer when I'm off. I got a lot of plans for this summer. Potty training, boot camp, binky boot camp. So if you're listening and you have a two-year-old or a seven-year-old that still has a binky, <laughs> please let us know so I can tell Kate it's okay. I it's just a comfort thing. I don't think he needs it. He's perfectly fine without it. So this has been a debate for like ever. I get super annoyed when Ad pulls a binky out of his pocket wherever we are. It's battle of the binky. So do you agree with me? He doesn't need the binky all the time. Or do you agree with Ad? And I don't give it to him all the time. He has it in your car whenever he wants. I keep one in my car because... I take him to daycare every morning, and sometimes in the mornings, he's if he's still a little bit tired, it can be a long drive with a crying two-year-old in the back seat. So we got the binky you, in the car. You can talk to him to soothe him or roll his window down. I try. We turn the radio on. We listen to Marks in the morning. Shout out to Johnny Marks if you're listening. He's not. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> but if he is, shout out. But listen so you know it this is this has been an ongoing debate and kate and i have not gotten a fist fight over it yet but we could i don't know if you ever see me with a black eye it's probably because we got in a fist fight over the binky the binky battle it's the battle of the binky but the good news is it will be over soon because he'll be getting rid of it soon or so you think <laughs> it just spins he sleeps with a binky every night because that's, he knows that it's for sleeping. It's for soothing. Yeah, he doesn't need. It's comfort. He's got a lot of, he can give you a hug if he's sad. No, because if, if he's sad and you try to give him a hug, he hits you. <laughs> Trust me, I've tried. <laughs> that's just you. No. You got to like give him a bear hug so he can't, you got to, that's the two-year-old tantrum you just got to. Well, we're, we're going to keep this debate going, but we would love your feedback. So 
keep you updated in about a month. You we tell us. Have the binky. <laughs> you tell us if if your son or daughter still has a binky, or when you stopped using a binky if they're older. Be curious to know. But like we said to start this episode, we're back. We don't know how frequently. We have no here. idea when our next episode's going to be. It's hard to know. Yeah, life is unpredictable. Life's unpredictable, and we're flying by the seat of our pants. And now we got a big deuce back there, too. It's <laughs> <laughs> so mean. Weighing us down a little bit. Can't, can't quite get on the podcast as frequently as we want. Weighted down by the deuce. <laughs> oh, great. All right. Well, on that note, I think we're going to go ahead and sign off. See you next time. <laughs>